0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Reverse Mullet Podcast with the parties in the front and the businesses in the back. We hope you enjoy the show today. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Reverse Mullet Podcast. And this one is a little bit different than the ones that we've had before. Um, I would say a lot different. We have a very special guest with us today the one, the only Logan Kleiss. He is far more intelligent than any of us will ever be.
1: Yeah, Literally walked no. walked in and beat Trey in chess and just started the
0: podcast. And then that's how we started. Um, he no, is he's originally from Minnesota. He's a MIT graduate with a biomedical engineering degree. And now he's trying to obtain his PhD in, I might get this wrong, aerospace engineering with spe- with
2: specialty. Yeah, fill in and, the blanks here. Yeah, fill in the, the blanks. blanks. So it is technically a degree in aerospace engineering. Um Boom. But, like, the focus is it's called bioastronautics. Bio, so, it's that's what I knew it was like human systems in space. My focus is really spacesuits. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think I, I thought I remember you saying. So, I so don't want to get
3: it wrong. Kleiss walked in with a bag full of Arby's, destroyed the sandwich, destroyed wild, the Tray. While playing chess. Yeah. Ate and wild, carrying, like, three conversations. Yeah. Yes. Three
0: conversations, destroyed Tray and chess, and finishes giant Arby sandwich. So. Here we are today.
2: We're pretty excited to be here today. How do you feel, Logan? Oh, I feel great. I'm excited to be on. Uh, I love you guys' podcast. Um, (laughs) As soon as it comes up, I listen to it right away. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. What did you think, Like, what did you expect when you walked in here? Um, Like, (laughs) honestly, I expected like a a pillow fort that you make when you're a kid. (laughs) So I expected all of us to be, Uh, all of us to be under a bunch of blankets. And that's then
3: exactly what sharing say. a headphone jack from Apple. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And when you're it's your turn to, to right. talk, you get to hold the flashlight in front of your face, like we are yes. telling scary stories. So right. uh, yeah, that's what I expected, but I'm more impressed, uh, really impressed by your guys' setup you got going on you here. You put, so, some work. you put in some work to it. Yeah, and you can definitely tell. So. Every episode changes nice just a
0: little bit. Thank you. Yeah, There's always, There's always something new. You guys start somewhere. You
2: yeah, guys right. in a good spot now.
0: So obviously, you have a great story you to tell. It out of that? We want to no, we want to oh, get okay. to it, and <laughs> uh, shit dude, I got it, I got <laughs> it. Um, and like I said, dude, you are far past, and we'll go far past so anything that we'll ever do. Way smarter than we are, but we want to make sure we capture the entire picture of Logan
2: Kleiss. This so, is a,
3: a, a autobiography, of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> <sorry,
2: I'm> <laughs>
1: More Short from the beginning. than anything. Right.
2: You guys talk me up way too much. Yeah, Obviously, you guys are it. all going to be successful. <laughs> well, so like clearly,
1: cool. we can hear the Minnesota accent.
2: Oh, um, oh you bet, bud? Yeah. Oh, can you hear sure. that accent, bud? I remember the
1: first time we went out together. We went to a bar, and you tried to hand your ID and you're like 35, so the guy's looking at your ID, and it's just, it looks like a fake to me. I've I've bounced at Logies for three hours now, I have pretty good credentials, and I would've said it was fake too. But no, you're actually from Minnesota, you grew up on a farm, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So kind of explain that, how you went from Kleist Farms to MIT.
2: Well, first, I want to address the, yeah, a lot of times that only at Northgate, like coming to Texas was when I first started getting my ID rejected. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because I'd never seen a Minnesota ID before. And you're right. Like, you literally told them,
1: you're like, hey, there are bike ops right there. Please, please, please pull that. them over here, and <laughs> I can prove that I'm a resident of Minnesota.
2: Yeah, but Minnesota, the old IDs. I have a new one now. That looks a little more real. But the old one, um, you could literally like fold it in half and like touch corners, and like it was oh, ridiculous. It, was like it would literally look like laminated you know, piece of paper. Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's 100 yeah. percent what it looked like. So it definitely like looked fake. So I don't blame them there. But um, yeah. So as you were saying, uh, grew up on a farm, um, very stereotypical a Midwest farm. You know, we had uh, cows and pigs. I grew corn and soybeans, so um, family farm. It was uh, pretty much like my my family and then like Mm. my uncle and his family that kind of ran it. Um, Yeah, so like grew up middle of nowhere. Uh, Closest town was seven miles away. How big was your high school? Uh, it was like 50 kids a class. I had 55 oh, Jesus. Oh, and that whoa. was over the years. So like 50, 60 a class.
1: So homecoming so, king, prom king?
2: Uh, uh, I was on the court for homecoming. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. Didn't win, they didn't win, but he was pull, on the court. The yeah. No, but uh, I still was up there, you know, supporting the boys. So it was still a good time. Uh, yeah, I my parents are like, you know, like you would expect to, why don't you go back to the farm? Is always a question I get all the time. And mm-hmm. um, my parents are always big on education. They're like, you know, you always can come back to the farm. Um, you should go out, you know, do what you love. Like, mm-hmm. especially my mom, she was super big on like making sure I got a good education. Did they have,
1: so do they have education? So did they choose farming? Or was that just kind of something they fell into?
2: Um, so like my, so my dad, he grew up, so we live like where he grew up. Yeah. So um, like he like went, he got a degree in like agronomy and then he came back and farmed. He was, where? Uh, South Dakota State University. Ooh. Oh, I've heard yeah. of yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, SDSU, the Jackrabbits. Yeah. Wait,
1: how, aren't they like <coughs> gods in D2 football?
2: I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, pretty it's, uh, that's North Dakota State. Oh, it's no. North Dakota State. No, but they're just as like they're like right underneath North oh, Dakota. Oh, are they green State. and yellow? Uh, no, that's no, North, that's Th- North that's Dakota. What, State. That's what ah. That's Carson Wentz. They have a new that's guy right. going. I was thinking for, North Dakota. They have a new
1: guy going first on, like Trey Lance, I believe his name is. Yeah. I have no so, idea. So that's the little brother of North Dakota State University. Yeah, State, okay. as
2: far as football goes, definitely like definitely like little brother. Like they're always do like super well in um like that division, but they always seem to like just be right under North Dakota State. So like they're always right there. So that's actually where my parents met. So my mom grew up in, um, oh, you bet bud. (laughs) I, my mom grew up in Eastern South Dakota. So, um, she grew up on a farm as well. So both my grandparents were farmers. Mm -hmm. And then, so she just like, I don't know, they met one time by chance and I like on campus and then next thing, you know, they're married and they moved back to the farm on in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so like farmers growing up, um, they told me just keep, you know, pursuing after, like good education and really like my, the whole time I thought like, I was just gonna go to the University of Minnesota. Um, My brother went there. my brother went there for uh, his undergrad. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, good school. Uh, I knew wanted wanted Wait, to the, do. The doctor brother? The doctor brother, yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... The
1: hot, older doctor brother. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Hot, cooler. Dr. Kleiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dr. Well, Kleiss. he's also <laughs> going to be Dr. Kleiss. Right, I'm not, old. I'm not yet. But no, not yet. yet. But, but
1: is he like a practicing doctor?
2: Yeah, so he has like his MD. Like he's doing his surgical residency in Dallas right now. Jeez. Wow. So he's just wow. doing general surgery and I think he wants to focus in either like hearts or lungs or something like that. But Wow.
0: So other than, like, I want to get to the MIT stuff because that's yo. super important, but I think grow, like farm life growing up is a lot different than I think most people who obviously don't have that life is. So what, what was that like and then transitioning into the MIT thing, you know what I mean? Um, that kind of life.
2: Yeah, so um, I guess like it was like my summers were spent like helping my dad like on the farm, I didn't get a, like a part-time mm-hmm. job anywhere else, it was just like helping out my dad.
1: So you're just getting um, super strong. Yeah, like,
2: working out a lot, yeah, you know. Eating a lit, lot of corn. Yeah, lit, <laughs> 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 went eating corn, yeah, plenty of beef, plenty of pork, you know, uh, meat was never in short supply on the farm, so that was always nice. You are vegan uh, though, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 the vegan bee producers. <laughs> you know, soybean, right? A rare breed, yeah, so yeah, soybean, right? So anytime, like, I'm very big on, you know, make sure you eat your meat, but you know, if you're yeah. eating soy, you know, I can't complain too much because you're still supporting the farm, so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely interesting, um, like, coming from the farm, like, and then going to, like, somewhere like Boston, mm-hmm. where everything, like, it's a huge city, a uh, lot going on, you know, like skyscrapers everywhere. You know, you can't see, like, the horizon. It, it was, like, it was definitely a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that helped with that, like, kind of jumping into being there, um, was that my roommate was from Iowa. Mm-hmm. He was from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So, it helped, like, having someone who also – because, like, all of Iowa's rural, pretty right. much. Like, there's, no, there's no, like, city in Iowa, really. Right. Was and he so, also
1: on the football team?
2: Yeah, he was also on the football team. Yeah, so I guess – So, I, yeah, <laughs> so sort little of flex right there. We forgot
1: yeah. to
3: – not only well, like, did he go to MIT, he played D1 football. No, it's well, D3. It's, it's D3. D3. It's D3. Oh, is it?
2: Yeah. yeah. But it's also I mean, a, MIT. You, you were,
1: but it's fine. How did you get noticed in – were you noticed in high school football? Was it a walk-on situation? How did So
2: it it's actually super interesting because as I was saying um, with – and I have to tell my roommate's story too because his was even his was even better, his story. But um, So I was just considering I was just going to go to University of Minnesota. That's where my brothers like went. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to go – and then all of a sudden like you know i was doing well on the football like on the football team um you know it's like we were like small team so i got to play a lot in my junior year yeah. like sophomore year junior year senior year um but anyway like i do well i had took my like um act uh, i did well i actually ended up like i'm sure they sent a bunch of them out but like like Harvard sent a letter to like my like guidance counselor in my school asking right. for like my like grades and my ACT scores and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And So also, not good enough to get into Harvard.
1: You yeah. just to play at MIT. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: so they like, they like sent this here. letter out and like, oh, like, you know, like that's when I first realized like, oh, I could apply to maybe some of these like, you know, higher level schools, like Ivy League schools, stuff like right. that. So I like, I'm like, okay, I should maybe consider this. Like, and they have a football camp out there. And
0: Wait, like, so that was the first time that you realized like, that's kind of where you like, yeah. wanted to have that so, opportunity so you're to take watching, the chance.
1: you're just watching Eric Weddle highlight tapes over and over in your, <laughs> and in your, Ray in, Lewis. In your home. No, Eric Weddle's a white DB. Right, okay, but, just okay, but still, yeah.
2: like, he's a defensive guy. So, the, yeah, so I'm so you're like, I'm getting all these like random like like D3 offers in Minnesota and stuff. But I'm like, I don't want to go and play football in college, you know. That, that was never like crossed my mind. Yeah. yeah, And then I get this letter, I'm like, okay, well maybe this is an like, excuse to go check some of these places out. Right. So like while I'm, while I'm out there, my parents are like, oh, you should maybe check out some other schools. So I literally like go onto the a, a computer at home and I just Google like, I didn't want to do engineering, so I just Google best engineering school in the world.
1: And <laughs> 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 oh, <my God. laughs> uh, this is like, <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> mean, 25 yeah, you know, meanwhile me down and Neil are looking up like, best bang for buck school in texas <laughs> that's in the sec oh anem cool i can go apply yeah. to anem yeah,
3: i thought i went over the moon getting in and i halfway oh, got into i went to blend team and oh, it's fine went, i'm I still know,
1: here you went to blender garden yeah good for you man look at you blender now hey, i'm here garden at here. i've
2: never heard that one before. oh yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah so like mit was up there and i'm like oh like that's right next to because was gonna go to a harvard football camp you know like yeah like just Show off my yeah, skills or attempt to. and this um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the, the DB version. And so, like that. And then we decided to do one more. And at the time, I was debating between like mechanical, aerospace, or biomedical engineering. Mm-hmm. And so I also decided I was going to go check out like Johns Hopkins um, and their program there. So, oh, wow, me and my yeah. dad went on a little road trip, uh, flew out to Boston, uh, did the Harvard football camp, you know, walked around, checked stuff out at Harvard. A super cool campus, like very historic, like really cool. And then um, Harvard Camp um, did a tour there. And then I, the next day, I went to um, MIT. I'm in TikTok to MIT's campus, and right away I'm like, "Wow, this place is really cool! Like, this right. is really where I want to go!" Like, right. were there a bunch awesome? of
1: like really smart janitors walking around solving math equations? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> they were probably robots. Yeah, like well, it, was, well, a, it one, was a reference to what's that movie? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. yeah, one of the scenes, right, right over your head. Blender, yeah, I right, right over
3: here. Sorry, sorry. So I
2: knew, I knew. yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy how many janitors there were.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Almost <laughs> too many, you know, like in tons of chalkboards in the hallways. But uh, yeah, so like went to there. So actually, and I got to meet the head football coach for the. MIT football team at the Harvard camp, like he was there. Mm-hmm. So I got introduced myself to him, shook his hand, um, told me oh, when I get is. to campus, uh, go <clears throat> to talk to um, Coach Bubna, who's now the head football coach right now um, at MIT. And so mm-hmm. then I went to, when I checked out campus, I went in, you know, talked to Bubna, I got to talk to him for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and like, he gave me the whole feel he gives every recruit, yeah, right, I'm sure he does this right, right, right. all the time. And then like, get, like, with like getting into MIT, like, and then also trying to play football as a little bit of a black box of how MIT um, helps you. It's I've heard everything from a range of like like it does nothing to like like the the coaches will like rank players and it's like they like the chance of getting in if you're like a top ten player is like twenty five percent or if you're like
1: twenty five percent on top of your academics or twenty percent just even
2: yeah just like even but it's cool. it's kind of black box we have oh, no wow. idea it might just be like a letter of recommendation yeah, like right, the right. idea of like if you spend enough time that you could play like football at like a division three level, that means that's time away from, you know, doing like like robotics team or like right, rocket right, team right. or whatever. Like, so like, who knows how it really considers it. But anyway, so time goes on and then I decide like, okay, like I start applying to schools. I'm like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna apply to MIT early because you can apply earlier regular. Right. So I could apply to MIT early and, or you could, and then I also applied to the University of Minnesota early. And then if I didn't get in uh, to MIT, I was gonna apply to the other Ivy Leagues and then just see how it went. But I actually got in early to MIT. And wow. so. That's all i got an to applied
1: I applied, the, the, literally the minute it opened, our guidance counselor at, at my high school, like forced us all to apply to yeah. top Texas schools. And <clears throat> not only did I not have the SAT or ACT to get in, I wasn't automatic acceptance. Mm-hmm. And then I got into You A&M, weren't automatic? were not we are not. I was like top 13%. Yeah. I got into a and on top of that, I got into Maze somehow. Wow. And That's now, huge. I'm, now I'm about to graduate. So. I'm oh, two- 8. So, Dude, good, no, I'm hey. so good. For any of my family <laughs> lists, I have a three four. Okay. <laughs> I plenty of fun college. That's
0: a stab back for the Blender Garden
1: The one yeah. class I did take Blinn, I got an A. So I don't know how that goes into you. Well congrats. It's yeah, a, it's I mean, a hard institution. So <laughs> what is
0: what is your like so you said your dad toured Harvard with you, right? Yo, so yo. what was like their interpretation of like, you know, the Ivy Leagues and like just being there and their son applying
3: to
2: play or wanting to apply there and stuff like? Uh, they, they were super supportive, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Of course, a little different than like back home, you know, like they're a little right. nervous, like, you know, a little farm boy going to the big city, right? Um, they're a little nervous about me going there, but they knew like I would succeed and they wanted me to go after like chase these things, right? Right.
1: Were you super straight-laced? What's that? No, they- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, you calling me out for something there? No, no, no. We're,
1: we're gonna get into that right after you finish this how good of a child in football. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna get right into yeah. the, the golden next level. boy. Yeah. I got it, I got it, yeah. I got
2: it. So anyway, yeah, so it was, uh, let's see. It was actually, it's a pretty cool date. It was, um, it was the like December 13th, 2014. So oh, it was yourself, 12, 13, 14 at 15, 16. I was in a Costco. And then that's what they send out the email for like getting accepted. And they did that on purpose. Yeah, 100% they, they did. They so oh, did total it like, nice yeah. yeah, it's a total, they do it every year. They pick a funny date or something, or like they try to pick some date that has like something cool and they like go for it every year. Oh and so, my gosh, that's yeah. so sick. So in a Costco in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I like opened the letter and I was like running around. I had to go find my mom and like screaming at her. I got oh in. My so. God. I can't even imagine it. Anyway, was. yeah, so I was yeah super pumped. So anyway, that's what I got. It was awful. Yeah, fun, yeah, so, like he always is. you know, <clears throat>
3: you know Logan got into to MIT got on the football team and the best thing about it though is I met Logan last fall and the first thing I knew is he went to MIT and then I, I found out that he played football there so then somehow one of us decided to go to the mitathletics.com and track <laughs> one it of out. us is
1: in you I <laughs> oh, no not no, no. it wasn't me if it was it's
3: okay so my favorite I think my favorite thing on here is 2015 and it, it gives you like a summary of your year and it says Got into four games as a freshman, dot, dot, dot made
1: three tackles. <laughs>
3: hey,
1: hold on. That's, that's what it's three more tackles than any of us have in any collegiate game. Yeah. I know,
3: it's just Yeah, old, what are your college no, no, stats? No. This no no.
1: This is, no,
3: no. It, the funny thing is the dot dot. dot. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they
2: didn't have to do what's that called? That's that. probably <laughs> more that's
3: tackles play, than Ebolipsies. I had Ebolipsies and I played or something like that. That's, senior no.
2: Epilepsy. Like I'm not like, hey,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not an English major. Yeah, and
3: then off the field at MIT, majoring in aerospace engineering with a minor in biomedical engineering. Is that a Can, fact or is it the other? Yes, first? that's a fact. Okay. That's a fact. Conducted research in computational aeroelasticity. Was an intern at Northrop Grumman. This is the one.
1: Okay, uh, you just shrugging it off. And you <laughs> D-K- off D-K-E, DKE president. Ooh, Delta wait, Kappa wait. Will Epsilon. Will you explain that? Fraternity I think president.
2: Can you, so, you please that?
1: explain that a little bit?
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was in a fraternity.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> um, gosh. That was an fr- fraternity. Fr- fraternity. MIT <laughs>
2: fraternity. But yeah, I remember like, the difference between like. Um, South SEC fraternities, and then like an MIT fraternity, right? Yeah, so you gotta, yeah, I remember there's a difference. Um, but also like being on the football team, like like my senior year uh, in the fraternity of the 49 guys that were in the fraternity, 48 played football or had played football at some oh, point wow. in their career. So it's pretty much like a fraternity of like football guys, yeah. yeah, essentially. So but
1: you were in Boston from Minnesota from a small farm town. You yeah. go there, football player biomedical engineer and on top of that you're like you know what i'm gonna rush this frat and then become the president so talk to us a little bit about whatever you can talk about on a podcast the debauchery how did you do that the house like talk to us about the house you lived in like being down because now you're in college station
3: Mm
0: -hmm. a lot different
2: a
1: lot different right a lot different but talk to us like you've told me crazy stories at club p about the house and cool stuff like that yeah
2: so um the house is pretty amazing well first of all like um like Greek life is super big at MIT, which you wouldn't expect. Like you're 50% right. of all MIT guys are in a fraternity oh, and wow. a third of girls are in a sorority. Wow. So like Greek life is Those really numbers big. numbers don't add up. What? Yeah, they do. 30% 50
1: 50 of girls. 50 versus 33, 30. it's not the oh. ratio. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. So it doesn't quite add up perfectly. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. But like, well, uh, I think, at, so like, I think
1: it, sorry, I think at Ole Miss, it's like 90% of people are in Greek life, which is like, Chris. same with arkansas yeah it's insane but it's but more than, un- more, way more than AM, which is probably what 15 no percent yeah clue. probably way less but way i mean but well, he you but,
2: count like men's uh, orgs too in that no no no, no. Percent? no like, okay. yeah
3: eh, no i don't think so so we're a little, we're a little asterisk to that <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but he's but for an ivy league school that's huge yeah it's got to so, be huge not only so
2: mit is an ivy league it it's uh, like it's not an ivy league it's like its own thing it's oh, just the I best school in the nation no. yeah basically Come i didn't know i didn't cut you off go ahead on um, so anyway yeah so like and it's also like usually the cheapest way to live in boston boston's crazy expensive right like you can fact check me on this one but it's like they have like the cost index of like we how won't. much it, how much it costs to live in a like live somewhere mm-hmm. and then I, I don't know how they average it out but like one is like average and then above that's expensive and below that it's not expensive uh-huh. college station i think is like about a 0. 0.7 so you know it's a bit cheaper than that like national average, and I think Boston's in like the twos. Oh, so wow. it's like crazy expensive. Oh, I remember it, Trey saying that. You know, Trey was there over the summer for an internship, uh-huh.
0: and uh, it was very expensive for him to be there. Of course, he did like a he lived in a, a house with other people. You know yeah, what I mean? so that was a little bit cheaper doing like mm-hmm. the whole Airbnb thing. But still, I mean, anyway. Yeah. On that.
2: Exactly. So yeah, so it was like really expensive. So the cheapest way to like live, like a lot of times is to like live in a fraternity or like a house, like with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, so like we showed up, you know, you show up early for like um fall camp and you're like there for a couple of weeks early. And so like you only spend time with like the guys on the football team because you get you're right. the only ones there, right? You don't know anyone else, you're new to college, like these are the only guys you know, and then all of a sudden rushes after like two weeks of camp. And so you're looking at all these fraternities and like of course you wanna to go to the one where you already know everybody, Yeah, maybe right? By, like you're right, already like right. good friends with them. You've been spending, you know, yeah. like all waking day, like every single second with them, right? And right. so yeah. like, it's like pretty common for us to like to go, you know, to end up back like with that group. So join the fraternity, bunch of amazing guys. Um, the house is so like, MIT's in Cambridge actually, right. and it's right across the river from Boston and it's, it's split by the Charles River. Oh wow, yeah. So um, way back, I think in like the 30s, um, the alumni, some alumni of that's MIT hilarious. Delta Kappa Epsilon, uh, yeah, del- yeah, the alumni Deke. bought Deke, yeah, yeah, Deke, they bought um, a, like a piece of land right on the, the Charles River. Oh wow. wow! Well, MIT was like still pretty small in Cambridge, and MIT ended up growing around the house. So we still own this house. we're around the Charles River, and it's like surrounded by um, MIT. But Gosh. we have just like just oh, gorge this gorgeous house so on sick. the river. It's like five stories tall. You know, holds like up to forty guys. Wow. Um Absolutely amazing, like incredible. Um, the living conditions, like oh okay, so it, it was like a it was like a fraternity. You know, it's pretty it was pretty dirty. You know, we probably could have taken care of it a little right, bit better. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, it was super fun. You know, it's like you know, like pick your like best thirty five friends and then just go live in a mansion together. And like that was oh, kind cool. of the experience, <laughs> right?
1: You you did awesome at MIT. Like we said, football frat graduated with. A super high GPA I'm assuming To you 5.0. yeah whatever it is 5.0. and then you decide it's so like now transition like why A&M what was mm. it like being a graduate student at a new school you had to meet new friends you had to you know get to this next I don't want to call it like it is a chapter in your life right but you're yeah. still a student you're a little bit older how did you find like your path to A&M and into this room right now
3: and the first time that you were here
2: was like the start of school right you hadn't uh, been here before then so uh, I ha- I was once before, okay, but I'll uh, like, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So um, I like, first I wanted to figure out like what I wanted to do, right? I'm an aerospace engineer, so I have to figure out, you know, like what part of aerospace engineering, it's a big field. You can do just about anything, right, right, like yeah. very multidisciplinary, plumbing, um, plumbing absolutely. Like <laughs> rocket plumbing, very important. <laughs> I, that's
1: so
0: uh, that's uh, true, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, that's, that's, true. that's a
2: science in itself. But yeah. Um, so I um so I knew I wanted to do something of the aerospace like space is super cool like very interesting the vastness of it everything about it's interesting right and right. then I also knew like from like playing sports like you know working out a bunch like in like like any sports I could play I did like I was very like um into intramurals like you t- dodgeball mm. um basketball like badminton you name it like you name a sport and I'll play it and so I was just, like super interested in like the human aspect of stuff. So I'm like, oh well, how do those meet, right? Like, how can I combine like my right. passions and interests into something that can become a job? And that lands perfectly with like um, human performance in space, mm-hmm. and specifically like spacesuits. So when I was a um, junior and a senior year, like that summer, uh, I really like I got into doing research in the Human Systems Lab at MIT, mm-hmm. and so it's run by this amazing professor. Um, she used to be the deputy director of NASA, uh, un- oh, under Obama. And she's making, um, she's making a bio suit. So it's like a skin tight spacesuit, Um, super cool. Her name's David Newman. If uh, anyone li- listening wants to look her up, um, a super cool spacesuit. It's supposed to be, um, like new, you know, very advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to do some research with her and I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. So then when it was time for grad school, um, like, so a lot of the professors, like the human systems lab at MIT was like, you know, kind of going like, um, going down like MIT's department was like shifting this focus away from like um human systems to more like autonomy and like other parts of aerospace engineering right 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 and so like all the funding was like you know kind of leaving the department and um so but anyway uh i had a like i would ask a bunch of professors around like like what's a good spot to go to um like to study this stuff like bioastronautics like human performance and they they gave me a handful like um you know Maryland, um, University of California Davis, UC Boulder, Texas A and M. So they gave me all these different places and for me to check out and you know mm-hmm. see what's good. And so um, I was just like looking around and I decided I, I applied to um, um, UC Boulder, or where I got into, I guess, is I got into UC Boulder and I got to Texas A and M. Um, both have amazing programs, and um, I guess the, the deciding factor was the biggest one for me was my advisor, um, Anna Diaz Ortiz. She's uh, like. Doctor Ana Diaz Uh she's <laughs> yeah. an amazing person, like a brilliant woman, um, expert in the field. Um, also really cares about like how my success and like how I'm going to succeed, and right, like right, right. all I meetings start with her asking me how I'm doing. You know how's my life going, which is super good. Like super, like it's super important to me that like she cares about how like I'm doing. So I'm like, like oh, like, she's amazing, and she's like, okay, like you should come, come work with me, and I'm like. Uh, absolutely like that sounds amazing so that was the decision and it helps you know on top of it you know like SEC football you know you know it's down in Texas right, right. so yeah compared to Boston Minnesota weather right like it's way better so yeah it oh, was like way so, better weather compared yeah to Boston, so I, it was sure. like I just you know you get that gut feeling like yeah this is it and uh, so yeah decided um, I wanted to come here I guess that was after I so I came for an open house so Am like they have an open house for like um, future like PhDs like coming considering mm-hmm. the program and stuff. So I came down right. for that, and um, that's actually so you get seated at a table with all like the other aerospace engineers.
1: Yeah, um, they're basically recruiting you.
2: Right? Yeah, they're recruiting you essentially. Like they, they, they flew me down, you know. They put me in oh, the wow. George Hotel, right? You know, they fed me all that good stuff, right? Really buttering me up, and uh, that's that's actually um, where I met Jack Shine. Was we were at the oh. same table. Oh. Yeah, and right away like me and Jack clicked and I never got like his contact info Otherwise, I probably would've been living with him for like is freshman year so my first crazy. year and so Yeah, so like I saw Yeah, met Jack and like okay, like, super cool guy I got to meet my future lab mates like also great people like yep, This is what I want to do and then right. flash forward to me coming to Texas AIM campus um, for the fall and I felt like a freshman again, right? Like I didn't know where I was going. Oh yeah, new school all over uh, again, new yeah, city. It's exactly. a cool. huge school yeah. oh, oh, compared they, to MIT. The campus is enormous. It's absolutely insane, it's right? Like there's yeah. a golf course on it. Like that just yeah. still blows me away. Like the <laughs> fact, like the golf course- <laughs> could... They did
1: a pretty good golf course too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
3: pretty nice.
2: good, but sad story, Anum sold it.
3: To who? Damn. And uh, a corporation that manages golf courses, but I'm they got to get interest. the name. Ooh. So they so still got all that money from the name. Good yeah. course. Yeah, good
2: course. But yeah, twenty fourteen. The the golf course could probably hold just about all of MIT's campus. So like yeah, so that's why like the the size of it was just completely different. So uh, yeah, so even like um, you know when I was like I interviewed for OA right so I like and then how I found about OA is I went to O'Bannon's for trivia one night and Mm -hmm. Jack Shine was there. Again, so then I actually ended up talking to him, and then that's when he's like, "Oh, you should try out for OA." So that's how one thing leads to another. Right. And I got into OA, but I remember I had to call him when I was in the student center because I'm like, this place is a maze. Like I couldn't find my way around. Like I didn't know where <laughs> I was did. supposed to go. Like so, I'm so just huge. like, I'm calling Jack. I'm like, yo, I have no idea where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> like this place is confusing. I still get lost in there. So yeah, same. But yeah, like am huge campus, but it's been awesome so far. Like
0: really loved it. I honestly can't. I mean. MIT in itself in Boston is already big enough, but coming here, we're, the footprint of A&M is just so big, you know what I mean? And Yeah. I mean, like it says the name College Station, that's what it is, right? This whole city is built around the college, so I mean, I can't even imagine what the difference would be and be like, but for those who don't know, we, all four of us, are sitting around the table right now, we're all in the same men's org together, um, and that's how we're able to come good friends with one another and, um, and uh, learn more about each other, so that's what Logan's comment was about uh, oh, meeting Jack, who was formerly the president of yeah. our organization. Good
1: stuff. Ran unopposed. He ran unopposed. He did run unopposed, but yeah. he still was. Still president. barely on just gave the court, it to him. Unfortunately. Yeah. Love
3: you, Jack. So Logan, you talked about you know the spacesuit stuff. What does the future look like after you know you, you get your your Mr. Doctor, Mr. Doctor Logan Kleiss? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, so I guess pretty much anything with spacesuits. Uh, I'm not too picky. Um, there's like a handful of places that do them, like do them as in like make them, work with them, design them. Um, right. The big one being, of course, NASA, um, right. the leading spot oh, for it. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, NASA Johnson. You might have been there. I don't know. You, yeah. might, you, you might know a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the big one, of course. But also like um, SpaceX, Boeing, both are making their own um, spacesuits, like IVA suits, so intravehicular. Um, spacesuits. So those are for like going up, coming down right, right, into right. space. Um, and then also there's like contractors to uh, NASA as well. So places like, um, like ILC Dover, um, like KBR, places like that that also like work or contracted out by like from NASA to like work on this stuff. So like there's like a whole range of places that um work with spacesuits and like just any of them really. Um, I'm not too picky. Like, anywhere I can work with them, perfect. Sounds Anybody's good. gonna be lucky to have Logan class <laughs> for sure.
0: So, well, so like, at, so obviously, as NASA acts as like the government entity that controls kind of how we do space f- flight in the United States. Aside from that, what does the future of space space flight look like with so many commercial companies? You know, you have Blue Origin, SpaceX,
2: Virgin Virgin Galactic. Aren't
3: they all pretty much contracted though?
2: Yeah, so a lot of these these companies need to be contracted uh, from NASA in order to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to make a rocket, like, you need to do something with it. Otherwise, you're not going to make any money off of it, right? Right, so, right. Um, so the, the only place that's doing that is either, like, NASA, um, you know, Department of Defense, like, places like that that, like, use them. Um, they actually need to use them for reason, either. Right, exactly, right. like, putting up satellites in space. And no one just, like, like, oh, let's just get a rocket quick and launch it. And just, right, you know, right. Like, so, like, so any of those places, one, but... Yeah, well Elon Musk, right? Yeah, Yeah. but now he's making money. Like at first it was just like, oh, let's just see what happens. Right. And it's it's nice because like speaking like speaking of Elon, like it's nice that having um, those contractors could private companies do this because um, a lot a big part of it is like public perception. Like, you know, NASA blows up a rocket. Right. That's taxpayer money. Like we Like that can happen. You know, I mean, this is our money. Like, why are we spending it on rockets? Like when they like just blow up and like, what are we doing? Right. Where it's better if like Elon Musk, right? When he was first starting, like he was blowing up rockets, that one's like, well, it's his money, you know? Right. Yeah, like that's the right. if he wants to blow up rockets, he can, right? And right. so that's why it's nice because they could, you know, push the limits a little bit more, like as SpaceX, like like as his private companies, they can push the limits until they get to something that NASA satisfied with, and then they can contract out to them. And right. so it's nice because it, that drives that innovation more, and right. also with all this competition, you know, like, um, the Dragon capsule versus, like, the Starliner capsule. Right. Um, like, with Boeing and SpaceX, like, the competition, you know, like, competing.
1: Is it just Boeing, like, to
2: it. five years
0: behind schedule or something like this?
2: Something uh, like I couldn't tell you the exact number, but they are a little bit behind. So, um, as you can tell, just from, like, they're Cut. still trying to get the M 37 down. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the max is still you needed. Know, yeah. They come out again. They have plenty so. of problems. Well, one problem at a time. But yeah. um yeah, so like that's it's an exciting time. You know, it's exciting you know, like we're having multiple different rockets launching to the space station. Right, you know, right. that hasn't happened since the shuttle in 2011. So um it's it's really exciting time. Like it, through space. Like things are accelerating. It's quick. only
3: gonna get better because if Hopefully. if no one knows, I did intern at NASA last summer. I was lucky enough to do that. And I was primarily focusing on the Artemis mission, which is the return to the moon in 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, I got a glimpse into what Logan's brain works like and looks like. I met met so many people who just blew me away. And I actually, you know, as an intern, I got to go to intern presentations where these really smart people talk to me like in words that they make it make sense to me. And one of them was about the new generation of spacesuits. Mm -hmm. And they kind of went through like the history of them. Like, uh-huh. back in the day, in the 50s and 60s, they made them in one size. Yep. And yeah. it was for, like, a six-foot-one dude. Yeah, so... And that it, was it.
2: The evolution of them is crazy, right? Because, like, well, they're like, the Apollo program, the Apollo suits, they're all custom-made for each individual astronaut, which is right. crazy expensive. But, you know, they fit really well with the astronauts. And now, like, you know, we're trying to fit, like, a wider population, like, with the shuttle program, right? We're sending everyone right. to space, like, not just test pilots, like... You know, teachers, like scientists, everyone. Right. And so they had they switched to a spacesuit that's you know like adjustable parts or like you can, you know fit like different arm sizes, different leg sizes, all that stuff to the spacesuit. Right. 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 And so like, but with that, like, there's also more problems. Like, there were, like more injuries because of them because they don't fit perfect. Even even with interchangeable parts, like, it's not perfectly fit to the individual astronaut. Right. So like, right. so that's a whole problem with, mm-hmm. um, the current like, spacesuit is that it's like injury causing and plus it's hard to move in mm-hmm. and so but it's an exciting future for him and yeah, i think they
3: made him inexpensive right are they less <laughs> they're less than they, they were yeah oh, the, right. for the shuttle age like for the period so, of the shuttle oh absolutely yeah yo, so if i wanted cheaper. to get
1: my hands on NASCAR, see what it would Twelve run million. Be. Oh, jeez twelve. i thought it was 12. way for more ones, than that for the new ones i believe the Yeah, that, ones,
2: honestly i couldn't tell you but that sounds about right so wait old i know ridiculous.
1: you said
0: earlier you mentioned iva i know there's a difference between the iva population. and eva yo Intervehicular suits and know. extra yeah so in, suits.
2: Inter-vehicular suit intra suit sorry. yeah Intervehicular suit and then extra-vehicular suit so EVA is your
0: suit. is your focus on one of those or is it just space suits and space life support systems? so
2: the focus of my, of my like uh thesis or the plan is right now that me and my advisor are still working on a little bit is gonna be other focus on eva suits mm-hmm. and it's more on the future of like um, planetary spacesuits so i'm trying to model I it's, a, it's like how much, like the metabolic cost of walking like in a spacesuit and you know, trying to figure out a way that we can accurately represent that. Because right. especially when you go to like say like Mars, like you either have to bring your own food or you have to grow your own food. Right. So it's super important to know like how much energy you're gonna spend doing EVAs. So you know how much energy you need to either bring or produce. Um, and so with that, like on top of that, with my researches, I also like the bring on stuff like working on software that you can, um like path plan. So I want to go from like this crater to this crater. Like what's the most energy efficient way to get there? Like what's the most time efficient, you know? Stuff like that. And so like my thesis is gonna be first developing a model that I can tell like how much energy it's gonna take an astronaut to, you know, work walk on like a, you know, ten degree slope at this speed. Wow. Like that type of stuff. And then with that then make a like some sort of path planning tool that like you know, you can take like a or even like the moon surface, we have really nice like data from like the moon surface about elevation changes and so you can take that and be like okay well if you want to get from here to here follow this route and it's most energy efficient way to get there oh wow stuff like yeah so like that's kind of like the area my um my thesis is going so by the you know when you graduate with your degree or your graduate
0: degree you'll be coming up on the precipice of all of that kind of like
2: literally happening right in front of you like Mm -hmm. it actually becoming a thing is that i mean obviously that's got to be super exciting oh it's incredibly exciting it's amazing because it just just kind of like you picked the right major at the right time oh right perfect time i mean there's no better time to be focused on like this type of area than maybe like you know the 60s like right before like the moon landings like other than that like right now is like the perfect time to be coming into this major like with the whole like boom of like space technology Mm -hmm. and space like you know going out to further places, like it's the perfect time for me. So it's like super exciting. And, you know. It's kind of just like you luck out, right? So wait, do you, so I
0: know Elon Musk subscribes to the whole humans have to be a multi-planetary species. <laughs> do you subscribe to that?
2: that
1: do Yeah, do you think we will live on Mars at some point in our lifetime? No.
2: Um, Will we live on Mars in our lifetime? Well, it depends what you mean live. Like yeah. permanently live there? Uh, I'm not convinced in our lifetime that we will permanently live there, will we visit there in our lifetime? Yeah. I think, I think we will. I think we can get to them. We can get to Mars. Yeah. I, I think we'll be able can we to do back? it. get yeah, well, yeah, back? Yeah. That's, that's one by thing, by that right? Time,
3: by, that, by that time, we'll have a gas station on the moon. Pretty much have a gas station on the moon, because we're going to take frozen- no, listen. <laughs> no, I, I believe Am I wrong? This is no, space. a deep
2: space gate. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm not wrong. We're going to take all the frozen uh, ice, right? Wait, they,
2: they just found, like, water, right? Deposits, yeah. So yeah, they're going to
3: the create hydrogen fuel from what they found on the moon. Right. And they're going to use that. They're going to go to the moon. Then they're going to slingshot off the moon's orbit to Mars, right? Well, and and the, yeah, the, the, it's, it's going to be like a Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you, it's going to cost a pretty Slurpee. penny. Dude. You better have a big credit card if <laughs> you're going to stop.
2: The, the thing with, like, space travel is, like, the hardest – Part, like a lot of the fuel is spent just getting out of our atmosphere like leaving right. Earth's like gravity to the point where you know you can escape getting to the escape velocity is like the hardest part right um, of like space travel that's where like, so you use most of your fuel and right. then once you're in space right it's pretty easy to like travel exactly because there's not a ton of drag on you right um stuff like that so like the hardest part of that way having this like this base that's like orbiting like the moon is that you can dock there fuel up and then you can take off from Mars from okay. there and then you right. save all of that all that fuel instead of like trying to launch out of our atmosphere straight to yeah. you know, Mars. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like that, it's like that extra step that would be like very important to like getting to Mars. And so get those
0: Mars. systems obviously have to exist before we could even think about going to Mars, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And there's still tons of questions to be asked about like going to, to Mars. Well, one, you know, it's like, you know, a year, year's long mission, like, you know, multiple right. years, um, you spent away. Um, we still haven't answered questions like uh, radiation, um, like, thing <laughs> stuff like that it's a very interesting field it's not something that I study much but it, it's interesting because it was like we knew it was a problem during the Apollo program right. they like they essentially just was like they try to avoid a lot of like the Van Allen belts where are like huge like radiation zones around the Around the Earth, right? And then after that, they're just like, "All right, well, it's an acceptable risk. Like, we're just gonna Let's have just to fly through them, so, and then just just full send. Just full send with yeah. it, really, right? But exactly. now it's not so, really like that. They're trying to calculate. Yeah. So, sure so they're now right. they're trying to like yeah, pull back a little bit, be like, "Okay, well, we have to figure out this like radiation problem, um, because we're lucky like being on Earth. Like, our magnetic field like helps a ton, protects us right. from just about everything between our atmosphere and the magnetic field around Earth. Like, but you don't really have that like with Mars. Like, there's no atmosphere there, so like." Everything just could get through, and so oh, there's a very small atmosphere, I should say, right? A like, right, very right. thin atmosphere compared to Earth. So I yeah. think
3: another thing that is a big issue, at least how I see it, is the trip to Mars is what nine months,
2: right? Yeah, it depends. Like six to nine months. Is right. I think is really the estimate.
3: Yeah, and then from the moon to the Earth, the delay in radio communications is like a couple of seconds, like point two. From or where two to seconds where? From the Earth to the moon. Isn't it like 15 minutes It's Mars? 20 minutes. That's so insane. So, so the wait, timing, what? it takes, if, if I say, hey, Coop, it would take you 20 minutes if you were around Mars to get that message. So
2: that's, I feel like that's a big issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The SOS is not going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The like exactly. If There's a problem. right? Like,
2: at least like, like you guys have seen Apollo 13, right? Right. You know, there's a problem like on the way to the moon, right? They could like just whip yeah, around and come tr- back, right? Right. right. It's stressing. You, yeah. You can't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. It's actually super cool. I gotta see James Lavelle, he's the captain of that capsule. He talked at MIT and yeah. I gotta to listen to him talk. And this to do his story it was insane. He's he was, an AM grad, right? I have no idea. James Maybe. Lavelle? Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Jim. Never mind. Thinking,
1: you think about Marcus Luttrell?
0: No, <laughs> I'm definitely not. <laughs> oh, definitely not.
1: Gosh. Um no, I think it's just Clash, you keep talking about like it's just crazy to me that you know, you wake up, kind of rub your eyes, get into your Zoom, and this is what you're talking about. And me and Dallin jump into a Zoom, and we're talking about like 18 wheelers and how fast we can get them back to ticks. Yeah. Like our supplies are we moving is the products like, yeah, on all Earth. Right, the box is here, get it to here. And we're like, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. And Kleiss is in his Zoom at 8 a.m. talking about.
2: Well, tell you what, both are equally as important, right? Because you, oh, you can have these great ideas, but if you can't get the supplies you need to where you need them, like, Kleiss is nothing without Dallin and
1: Cooper. Thank you. Man. Exactly. That's I what I'm saying. That. Right?
2: <laughs> You guys will make stuff happen. I can just hear and talk about, all of, like, the theoretical ideas and stuff, like, what we should do. But someone's got to make it happen, right?
0: Wait, so does this mean you want to be an astronaut? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's the dream. You have um, to build for it. Yeah, You build
1: like Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: like Tom Cruise. <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> he is. Yeah, oh, Bruce
2: Willis on Armageddon. Oh. Yeah. That's
1: such a good movie. <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> that's so, so great. yeah, astronaut,
2: yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the dream, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the best advice I've gotten. So, my, do you guys have undergraduate academic advisors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, we we yeah, also all have them. <laughs> I was lucky. Mine was actually an astronaut, and he, uh, I got to talked to him a little bit about you know like selection process stuff like that. Um, to get to be one, like his experience, but it's a coolest thing because like you go in for a meeting to talk about classes, and he has like pictures of himself in space, like just on the wall, like it's nothing. It's mm-hmm. so wow, it, it was absolutely amazing. Like he was like one of the first guys to work on like the Hubble Space Telescope and stuff. Oh so, um, like when they needed to be fixed, it was super cool. And uh, he just said like the biggest thing is like he's like just do what you love, you know, follow your passions. Um, yeah, like like it's great to like everyone has like, like tons of people have to go to be an astronaut, right? It's like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do if you don't, right? Right. And then the biggest advice you can give is just be the best at what you do, do.
1: Huh. Uh, yeah. Dude, so, so, dude, dude. Dude, <laughs> do, do. <I'm> it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, yeah. So, it's like, so pretty much, like I'm, like, I'm trying to be an astronaut. But uh, in the meantime, like, I'm just, like, following my dreams, what I love, and then just trying to be at the best at whatever I do. Yeah. So, and I think that's good advice just for life in general. Well,
0: knowing how much I know about you, and I know how great of a person you are, we all do, I have no doubt in my mind that you'll be one of the people. Yeah, we're just
1: face. gonna repost this whenever your, your ass is news. new. Yeah. Ass isn't like, hey, we, 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 we interviewed him. We, cool. <laughs> we talked we to know him and we know him. Yeah, know.
0: yeah, he'll be on the news and yeah. you never know. He'll be leading the missions. He'll be like the commander and stuff like that, so. Yeah, hopefully one mm-hmm. day. Hopefully one day yeah, we'll he's see. Yeah, text
1: us like, hey, do you guys mind taking that podcast down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, really? so
0: wait, mm-hmm. all-time favorite space movie because there's a lot of them. Ooh, that's a good question.
2: Um.
1: Look at you down. That's
2: tough. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the the classic one, like Interstellar. Ooh. Uh, I haven't I, seen it. Oh, I need what?
1: to. I know. I, I need I to. That and the Martian are like some of my favorites.
2: The Martian is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Apollo 13, of course. Like any engineer, loves the scene where it's like, okay, we have to, you know, yeah. like you fix the like the battery or the vent. I think it was the vent the, or the. Um, the filter, the carbon dioxide filter. Right. Um, what about, I think the, the lithium hydroxide filter, I think is what it is. Yeah. And uh, like, and they were like, oh, we have all these like tools, like this is what we have to use, you know, right. like that's also an amazing scene. But just the interstellar, yeah, the, the cool. whole like, you know, the whole movie itself, when you get to the end and it's like, oh my oh, gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, it. yeah. I love And also movie. like the scientific accuracy of interstellar is also amazing. Oh, is that what they, they say? Interstellar is really accurate. Yeah, yeah. Interstellar is like pretty much as accurate to our uh, knowledge, right? I mean, of course, like. Was right. in the center of a black hole, right? Is, right, is it a right, bunch right. of strings you can move to like right. make dust line up on a by bookshelf? Like maybe not, but uh, but like as far as everything else, like the time dilation.
1: Spoiler alert, cheese man. <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, guys. You watch it. Like
2: the time dilation around like a black hole, super accurate. Like mm-hmm. that's like that's super interesting. Um, because you can watch some movies that are just like terrible. Like is it Gravi- gravity. With, oh, gravity. Uh, Sandra, Bullock. Hey, with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. 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 Like you watching John that?
3: <laughs> yeah
1: <mate>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Like, hey we copyright striked oh, good singing no if John Mayer sued us that'd be awesome yeah,
2: yeah. The, cool then you're paying for the lawsuit anyway the, the <laughs> curse <laughs> of being like you know an engineer like aerospace engineer as you watch these movies then you're trying to like like see how accurate they are, right? right. And so then it's Before like... Before you can even enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is super dumb. Like, I'm very big on just like, just enjoy the movie, right? And just right. sit there, be entertained. But then you watch some stuff, you're like, oh man, that's not accurate, right? And so... <laughs> <laughs> i
1: never
2: know that. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. so dumb.
1: I'm like, oh my God, that's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> Look how they're flying.
2: Like- <laughs> so, but Interstellar, it was cool because it was like, yeah, that's like as close to uh like understanding of how we think this stuff works at this point in time. Right. Yeah,
1: Matthew McConaughey got his aerospace degree from UT yeah,
2: yeah yeah absolutely I mean that was most <laughs> interesting because Matthew McConaughey was actually up there in space yeah. so like that's the craziest part yeah. right like he does his own stunts and that was one of the stunts <laughs> hey wait
0: actually on the real, real news isn't Tom Cruise actually doing the movie in space isn't that actually happening I don't
1: know I no I'm telling that. you I, I doubt that I, it I up. doubt
2: that I'm not messing around dude there's no way no I actually, no, I, I, actually swear, I swear I've heard you say that too like he wants to get launched into space for something like they're gonna send him to space to like film something Like they were actually shooting a space base.
3: Tom Tom Cruise Cruise is a crazy guy. It
2: says Tom Cruise is
0: making a movie with SpaceX and NASA. The actors reportedly working with Doug Lehman on the film.
1: Have you heard that thing that this is a super niche audience. Hope you get this. But Tom Cruise, like they're running Tom Cruise like memes. We're like Tom Cruise won't run side by side with anyone because he's insecure about how fast he is so in like in all of the movies where he runs and like it's he's alone yeah he runs alone in every single movie he's ever been in oh but i've heard he's really really fast but he doesn't want anyone to ever beat him in a race tom cruise is kind of a diva because he's perceived as what would it,
2: oh like oh so he's really fast and i can he's really slow. he's really fast <laughs> but he's he, self-conscious he about knows people he's so like, fast he knows, that he's like, like he
1: knows his like co-stars can't keep up with him so he i does. don't know dude look it up in every single Tom Cruise running scene, he's running alone in a scene and like sprints, like sprints as hard as he physically can. It's hilarious. But oh, I yeah, have, I the have out. All, <laughs> and also in all scenes with people taller than him, he stands on inclines. So I've seen that. I've so seen he that. doesn't look like 5'6", six, which well, he's either five five or five six five six. He's not a very tall guy. But There's he stands on inclines whenever he looks people because he wants to look people in the eye. It's so like if he's talking to like a six foot one FBI agent. in One of his movies, he wants to be on an incline or like standing off on a bench to where like he's looking at them. Eye to like eye. this is what it says: it
0: says Tom Cruise refuses to let people run on screen with him in movies. It's been revealed the Mission Impossible movie actor who famously conducts his own stunts is an accomplished runner and <laughs> as such
2: doesn't want to share scenes with anyone who can't keep up with his pace. Wow. Yeah. So just, it, it says accomplished runner. Like, what what's he mean by accomplished? Like he's in. What, like what's his hundred? What's his forty time?
1: Dude, dude, I don't see bit. Top Gun, Tom Cruise running like a four-five. No, dude, honestly, maybe not a chance. Not oh, wow, a chance. this is actually
0: people have looked this up.
1: <laughs> he runs seventeen miles an hour.
0: No, it that's doesn't a, say his that's time. That's like though. Usain
1: Bolt. No, Usain Bolt ran like twenty-two miles an hour. I, I think it was even higher. I think yeah he like
3: twenty-two point eight, twenty-three point one, or something, something like, like that. that. Insane. All right, so Logan, I've, I have a couple of facts that I've pulled off the internet. <laughs> I hope they're right. I think they are. I believe these. Oh, I thought
2: this was going to be one of those, like if they tell you whether it's true or not, like one of those. Ooh, oh, I should have so awesome. done
3: should have done, done, done a quiz. Maybe next time. You'll have to come back on. I'll so be back. these are some fun facts for you. Um, so you can be an astronaut, right? Like you can be on the ground and an astronaut, but NASA does not officially recognize you as an astronaut until a person has traveled 50 miles from the surface of the earth. Did you know that?
2: Yeah, because yeah, that's really? like that's All like right, the yeah. space line. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, they just randomly chose like where they decided space was at, and just that mark was like that was it. Good enough, right? So
1: that's the that's the key to becoming astronaut, or that's like 50 dif- miles into space.
2: That's the defining. Yep, you just go 50 miles straight up, and yeah. then you're an astronaut. Camera Todd If you're listening to this, I just, don't think
1: you can take your take your. <laughs> so that means a lot of YouTube pilots has gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> miles, uh, <laughs> this
3: to become an astronaut. All right, the next one. This one's kind of crazy. Going back to the old. Uh, you know, astronauts in the spacesuits. Because the Apollo astronauts did not qualify for life insurance from oh, insurance companies oh or gosh. even by NASA, they signed insurance autographs prior to their launch. If they died, the hope was that the autographs would be worth a lot of money for their loved
2: ones. No way. Wow. wow I didn't know that. <laughs> I
3: believe it. this information?
2: Jeez,
1: uh, Internet, man. It's it's so Wikipedia, dude. Oh, okay. Pretty credible <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. yeah
2: that's me you would think like nasa would have something figured out for their loved ones right <laughs> like no there's our hey sorry. sorry
1: about your luck sorry. <laughs> yeah. at that, at that point at that point they were sorry just like husband and wife we wife super accomplished yeah we yeah. at
2: that point they just wanted to win they wanted
3: to be the first one in space
0: yeah right cost. like
2: apollo 11 they're just like we're just gonna send it and just hope everything yeah, works hope out everything is the best
3: did you know that nasa a nasa scientist invented the super circus squirt gun
2: i actually i have heard that oh, yeah i think Whoa. i heard that one too
1: did they no, hand free, did they hand those out at free at MIT? <laughs> super Soakers. Yeah, yeah, they just handed out Super Soakers for everyone.
2: Yeah, that's so, like the Bitcoin. Ins- <laughs> oh yeah, so oh, yeah. I have yeah. the Bitcoin story. Um, yeah. So I asked around um, just to figure out like for all the classes that happened to, but it only happened for the class above me. And hearing them talk about like, looking back now, it's amazing. But what exactly really happened? So when they were freshmen. Like, they're, like as like a gift and I, I can't find out why, like no one really knows why. They were each giving a third of a Bitcoin. And what year was this? This was in um, 2014. Oh, so wow. a third so, of a Bitcoin today wait. is $11,000. I'm gonna look up a third of a Bitcoin it's in like so, I think it's at 33K. Which something. is worth about hundred bucks at the time. They got a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, bucks. which is about a third, right. a third okay, of a Bitcoin.
3: Yeah. He did it, he did it,
2: yeah. And so, like so, it's about yeah, so about eleven thousand dollars now. So if they would have kept it, a lot of guys like just sold out right away, right? I mean, you know, like what you're doing like, like, in college?
1: Cash, cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, yeah.
2: Here we're giving you a hundred dollars in Bitcoin. You're like, yeah, dude, this is dumb. Like I'm just gonna sell it. And so they just sold yeah. it. I and mean, then some guys kept it, and now they have like, or they sold parts of it, and they just have you know thousands of dollars. Think about it, the one guy that was
1: like, oh, only one third. I mean, you should buy like ten more. Yeah. Yeah, my internship. Hopefully, somebody was. did. Oh my insane.
2: Yeah, I, I think one of the guys did end up buying more, and then he's sitting pretty good on it. But. Dude, there's That's a
0: harsh. guy who uh, this story recently came out that he might, like he had a, obviously a computer and stuff like that that he mined the Bitcoin on, and I think he, he ended up about the th- locked out guy. Wait, wait, wait! Oh my gosh, he ended up throwing away his hard drive. Wait, listen, and he's pretty sure it's in this specific city dump. That's where he like tracked it to, and he's offered them. 70 million dollars to let him dig it up because there's 270 million dollars worth of bitcoin. Yeah,
3: well, also the Isn't creator of bitcoin when it, I mean, before cryptocurrency was a thing, he literally has like thousands, hundreds of thousands of shares of bitcoin. That if he ever wanted to sell, he we also don't know who he is, he's anonymous.
0: No one knows who he is, he and lives on
3: an island. If he were to sell all of his bitcoin, he would bankrupt the entire world. Oh my gosh! Like, think about that. Like, but, this but man mini, has millions of Bitcoin.
1: But the many starts selling it, the price would go down because there's way more supply. Right. right. But you could so just he, oh, he could throw off fifty a day. Economics
2: one on one with Cooper. <laughs> oh, Welcome yeah, everybody. Find a <laughs> man, maybe. I, took,
1: yeah. I actually got a C see my economics <laughs> can oh, So, no. You remember that maybe part, a B? Though? She had a really good, all you didn't know was a Anyways, funny we're talking about Bitcoin. I have to do a little life shout out to my sister who just got a internship offer from. Fum. 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 from from Coindesk who's I need to look more into it I'm a crappy little brother but she called me today whenever I was working out yeah I work out um, <laughs> Flex. that she got an offer and, and I didn't know in journalism that almost nothing is everything's like unpaid so she got a paid internship with oh, yeah. a crypto company sure. where she's gonna be like the one of the head journalists for their like it's crypto huge. division. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's huge. Congrats. Well, wow, that's big that's time. Shout well, out I wish it happened like 10 years ago. So then I could have gotten way more into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, yo, hey, good Shout yeah. Good for her. out, That's Congrats. Hey, Shout maybe
2: out. she can give you like one Bitcoin for like a Christmas present or something, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think their bonuses are that. All
2: right. I have one last question before we kind of send you off and you
0: can kind of say whatever you want at the end if you want to add a little something. But I feel like we have to ask this question and Cooper almost asked it earlier. I'm going to ask it anyway. Do aliens exist?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, yeah, like like anybody else, I have no idea. Um, I always like my theory always is like maybe and if I think if they do exist, um, there's probably in some form that we don't recognize, right? right? They're probably not some little like green bald figures, right. you know, that walk around and like, like disk spaceships and stuff like that. Uh, I think there's probably like some, it's probably some form that like we just don't recognize as like right. alien. But if they do exist, honestly, I have no idea, you know, like, we're also just as likely to be the first civilization as the last. Oh, um, true. Whoa. So that, like, that's something to think about. It's a deep cut. That yeah. Is a deep cut. Well, we
1: hope that they're dumb, right? Well, well, be a,
2: well, and the thing is, maybe we're the smartest civilization.
1: Hopefully. I doubt that. I, I doubt, doubt that. that. We <laughs> have Florida. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way. <laughs> have you heard that thing where you just look up Florida? yeah. Florida yeah, yeah. man, and then the day of your birthday. Oh, you know, yeah. And it's just like... Something insane. Yeah.
0: Well, wow. so wait. Do you hope they exist or don't exist?
2: Um... That's just job I, security right there. So yeah, okay. sure. yeah. Yeah. Where am I at? If you know they already exist and you know they figured out how to space travel, like what's you know space force Somebody's got to protect.
1: Well, world. then yeah, then Lockheed starts hiring guys global class. like All right, so really cool suit. Thanks for doing that for twenty years. Now put a gun on it. Yeah. <laughs> you got some wrist blasters on those babies, right? A little like Star and Wars. And the like, Star Wars. That's yeah. what i was about to say. There
2: we go. I'm gonna invent like a Mandalorian jetpack. That's <laughs> the next step.
1: That's already made, right? We have jetpacks.
2: <laughs> I don't think like, so. Not like, like those those water things. Yeah, but you have to be attached to the water. There's
0: like one it. guy yeah. who's building sort of like a flying suit, but it's yeah, like a super expensive. A yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, that guy. Stuff. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I mean, they have like space jetpacks. Like they have like little like thrusters. Yeah, like yeah. Where, like like
1: packs for them to wear. That's basically what Boba Fett wears.
3: Also, yeah. uh, let's not forget in 2014 or 15 at a uh, press conference obama said that the u.s military is building iron man he did say that oh, he, well. said, oh, I he said our, we, we're pretty much building an iron man you i have wanted.
1: i have full confidence that we have iron man suits just in a bunker somewhere Well, at least we Guaranteed. hope we
3: do. we have so much more than we think right? well have you yeah. ever
2: seen moonraker like james bond moonraker mm-hmm. uh, I've seen uh, we'll that. watch that and then that's pretty much all you need to see as far as like space technology right mm-hmm. they have the lasers there you know they're in space like Watch that, and you guys, you'll be good to go. You'll be set. You, can go you know everything you know about it. Yeah. Her, I mean, yeah.
1: Well, I actually turned out an offer from them. Really? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> they would you. laugh at me.
0: <laughs> good stuff. Well, Logan, I personally want to say thank you so much for coming on. You're seriously like, I know you're being extremely humble about it, but you're far more intelligent than we are, and you're gonna do some amazing things in life. I know that I and these guys have that same confidence in you. Um, can't thank you enough for coming on sharing your story talking about MIT and space and just all things that we're interested in and so is there anything you
2: want to say before we kind of close it out um, no thanks for having me on guys it was super fun yeah. to come on to come oh. on to your favorite podcast oh yeah <laughs> it's a dream come true it is yeah. a dream for pretty much any fan I think so um, I just hope that I can come back on some uh, again oh, some course. other time
0: anytime open invite
3: for sure well guys you you want to say anything before we close we'll
2: it do
0: out do it again
3: negative <laughs> one more fact
1: Oh my dear. One more fact.
3: N- NASA launched a space probe to Pluto in 2006. It was scheduled to arrive nine years later. Is it there? We don't know. That's all. All right, cool, everybody.
1: Thanks for, <laughs> Logan, thanks for being here.
3: We're out, everybody. Peace.